0: to Harvest Australia Church Podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. A Great word I feel on my heart for us in this season, approaching the end of the year, coming into a brand new year of 2018 and uh, so the passage I'd love to share from this morning is found in Isaiah chapter 54 if you'd like to turn there and uh, this is a chapter in Isaiah that comes after Isaiah 53 where there's a suffering servant and the cross and the the, um, prophecy about the finished work of the cross and then we launch into Isaiah 54 with this incredible anticipation of new life and hope and uh, freedom, enthusiasm. And uh, it's um, a a favourite passage, sorry, to many people. And so with that, how about I read it out. This is from the New King James Version. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not laboured with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge. Everyone say enlarge. 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 I love that. Well done. There's a special English word when you say a word like the meaning of it. So good. The place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Those three verses. And to bring some context of this passage in the biblical narrative, it points back to Sarah and the promised child through Abraham and Sarah's faith being born and the amazing blessing that they would be to the nations. And then in the New Testament, pointing to the passage in Galatians where Paul quotes this scripture about freedom and, um, and grace and faith and that we, are, we have full permission to live a life without limits. So good. How about I pray for us this morning? Let's do it. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for who you are this time that we're living in. Jesus, we come before you. and We pray that your spirit would move in this place and to open up things, Open up hearts, open up eyes, open up lives, ears. Open us up to what you are doing, Lord, amongst us, that we might be able to discern what you are doing in our lives and partner with you to see freedom and transformation in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Praise God. Well, what an exciting time to be alive. Uh, I was just sharing with my fellow Zimbabwean brethren Adrian and Melissa, hands up over there, excited for a bit of a change in uh, um, history. And, you know, I'm thinking about when I was born in Zimbabwe, there was a real atmosphere of revival in the 80s. There were incredible anointed um, men and women of God uh, preaching the gospel, meeting at lunch breaks, and, uh, you know, opening up the Word of God, getting excited. There were Um, incredible healings and miracles, signs and wonders, the gifts of the Spirit were flowing. And those times, the 70s and 80s, amazing, you know, time for the church. And, you know, as I've grown up, I've seen some really amazing things in the church and the local church doing some powerful things, bringing transformations to nations. But I don't think I've seen anything yet. And so, you know, we're in 2017. Do you know, the world is just under half the population of what it was back then. Seven billion people on the planet and climbing. Do you know that's more people on this planet right now than it ever lived in the history of humanity. Does this mean that the church is at its greatest point in time? There you go. (laughs) <laughs> well, we're excited. We're definitely adding to the population. We're having our third child, which is exciting. Stand up, Louise, and uh, you can show that into that first trimester. So we're pretty excited. I, I don't know if it's going to be a um, boy or a girl. You know, if it is a girl, I'm going to be heavily outnumbered. But um, I know so many things about girls, women. I'm an expert, so just come and ask me. The thing is this: that I'll just tell the secret. Like, you think that there actually is a manual you can get and like find out what's going on with girls and with ladies, women. But then once I asked someone and they they told me the secret of the sisterhood, and they said, "Well, half the time we don't know what's going on either." And then I was like, "Oh, okay," you know. But I love women, you know. I'm I'm thankful for my calling in life to to um yeah be there and and to to bring balance, you know, I've got a lot of energy as a guy, so it's just, I think God surrounds me, it's like, like balances it out one to f- four, yeah. I don't know, but I think it could be a boy, it might be. But, you know, we went down to Flinders Medical Centre, drive down the highway, looking across our lake, so inspirational and feeling excited about seeing this little one in the womb and the guy puts the gel on Louisa's tummy, he's like, you know, and then the ultrasound lights with the crystals picking up, Millions of waves of sound per second, you know, going out and bouncing back the image onto the screen. You see the little one with its little fingers and feet and its little face and, um, you know, cooling around a little bit shy, you know, um, and what are you doing? But uh, so, Anook's the one like me, you know, where we don't have a self esteem issue. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, that was so special and we were excited, we were pumped, we were amped, we were rejoicing. But if you just look up at this passage, the life of faith is to rejoice even when it's not there, when we can't see it. But because of the promise, we can rejoice by this commandment that is a grace-filled commandment. Rejoice, O barren. I mean, you rejoice when you're pregnant, but if we have faith first, then the fruit comes. It's not like we have fruit first and then faith. I want to just share with you a few pointers this morning. My first one is, I feel like the Lord is awakening, awakening us, activating us to faith it at this time, in this season. I believe the potential of Harvest Australia Church is bigger than we are perceiving right now. What I believe the Lord is saying today, He is saying, rejoice, sing, shout, make a sound, make a scene. And you know, when you do that, your faith is like that ultrasound piece of equipment. Even though you can't see it in yourself, you make a sound out to the Lord and you see it in Him. You see it in heaven. And first in the Spirit and then in the natural, it will happen. And you see it in yourself. And you start to see this incredible thing, faithing it. If you, if you can master your emotions, get up in the morning, don't fake it, but say, well, I'm filled with the Spirit of God, so I'm going to release His life from the inside out. I'm going to start to practice, exercise spiritually my intimacy with Him And because of that, fruitfulness would flow because without Him you can do nothing. And anything I do for Jesus Christ, I want it to be straight from Him. Powerful, supernatural, anything that I can do, it's just not going to be eternal. But I want my fruit to last and without Him I can do nothing. I put myself in that place where He will flow through me. Today, guys, I'm talking about enlargement. I'm talking about increasement. Today, my, the title of my message is Think Big. Think big. <laughs> if you can think big and believe big, you'll see big yeah. things happen. I believe it. But you've got to move into it. You've got to want it so much. You've got to be like, well, I can see around me other people have been fruitful. In history, there's been a lot of fruit and revival and life and transformation. I want to be pregnant. I want to see it. I so want it. And the promise is that, you, that that the Lord will implant because of faith inside of you. And you can activate that word because it's in the word, these promises of life. I wonder if there's some barren areas in your life at the moment where you could see Jesus Christ enlarged, where you could see Jesus Christ increase. Maybe the dishes for you is a big deal and What if you just start singing praises to Jesus when you're doing the dishes and all of a sudden this new atmosphere overtakes your life? And because of that, Christ is eternally enlarged because you made a scene. What Maybe you haven't yet experienced Christ enlarged in your family, but you start to exercise prayers and shouting and singing out in that direction. Christ will be enlarged in that way. You know, I went into the prayer meeting on Tuesday morning for only about four minutes. Now, Keith and the boys and um, the beautiful ladies had already created this atmosphere, which I stepped into, and I actually received what was happening in the room, joined in, and I knew that my prayers and my singing, my shouting, whatever I, I was doing, singing in the Spirit, that in about two minutes... I redirected and changed things and enlarged what I needed to happen in that day. I knew that there was breakthrough, that there was bursting forth, that it was enlargement in that moment because of what I was doing. And so I want to encourage you, we have to be active. We need to say, I'm not going to be passive. I'm not just going to wait to do something because God's already said, have faith and manifest that faith Faith. By rejoicing, by singing, by shouting. And I tell you what, this on Sunday into the next Sundays of next year, I prophesy worship is going to sound even louder. There's going to be shouters. There's going to be a loud volume. There's going to be many waves going out across Adelaide, broadcasting Jesus Christ. Because if it first happens in the spiritual and we enlarge in that way, we're going to see manifestation in the physical. physical. Why? Because of faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so I want to encourage you guys this morning that you can be that way. You can faith it. My next point is I want to encourage you just to start enlarging, enlarging. I'm talking about a new faith that says, well, I don't feel it, but I'm going to go and talk to that person. I'm going to go and give that person a hug. I'm going to go and share that Bible verse on Facebook. I'm going to go out and I'm going to share with my neighbour. Being willing to enlarge what you currently know. Awesome. And I'm just going to invite, uh, Josh is just going to help me out. Darren's going to come out. Some of you are like this at the moment. You're in a space. You've reached a point of seeing the kingdom around you. And you think, well, I think there could be more. I think that, I anticipate that there's an enlargement coming. I just really feel there's more because I'm not satisfied where I am right now. I feel like I've maxed out. I feel like there's more for me. I feel that Christ within me wants to come out and enlarge Himself and extend Himself even through me. And so I just want to encourage, uh, sorry, invite Shireen to come up here. We've got an athlete here this morning. He's a triathlete. What a specimen! And um, to highlight this point, he's just gonna come in here and uh. Into this tent. Some this is some of you right now. Have you settled? Have you settled for something that <laughs> works and is livable? But inside of you, you know there's more. When you pray, you see yourself in this way. And there's faith starting to rise. You're starting to burst at the seams. And you just you just want to. You just want to enlarge more than you have ever before. Give him a big round of applause. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can come out. Thank you so much. Hi, bye, man. The Lord is about to enlarge us, Harvest Australia Church. Yeah. He he wants to, he's encouraging us to think bigger yeah. and to go bigger. Yeah. He wants to enlarge. You know, you think back to Abraham. I will make your name great. He wants to make the name of Harvest Australia Church great. It is time to stand up. It's time to release that charisma. It's start to be more confident, to lift up your head high. Say, I'm a child of the promise. I'm Isaac. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to sing. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be a happy person. I'm going to spread the gospel. I'm going to spread out. I'm going to release transformation. I'm going to release the life and resurrection, new life of the Holy Spirit wherever I go. It's not this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, as Todd White says. It's... You are the light of the world, a city set on a hill. Come on, someone just stand up. as a prophetic act right now. Someone just stand up. Come on, God is just lifting something this morning. He's enlarging. Come on, you can sit down. I just want you to do that. I just want you to do that. You know, guys, the new nature, who you are, it's a child of the promise. God is your Father. Don't say this is my personality type. I'm, I'm conservative, I'm reserved. We've got to get that message out. we got to spread the gospel of the good news. When Paul talks about this picture in Galatians, he says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. The purpose is that you would be free. How, how, where are the areas of barren? Come against it, the opposite spirit and rejoice. Where are there areas of limitation? Start to exercise freedom. Remember, don't do it until you feel like it. Start to live from your spirit and, and where there are no limits because of grace, which keeps flowing. And even if you make some mistakes, give it another go. I mean, to pitch a tent is a pretty hard thing for someone like me to do. I'm uh, very strong in the right hemisphere, but less left hemisphere. I, Man, if they put that ultrasound on my head there, be like half the size or something. But yeah, I can, that's why I married Louise. (laughs) Guys, my next point is this. If you're someone who can inspire yourself and then inspire yourself and express that, you're going to be someone who can influence others. And I want to point out here, look at this observation. It says, let them, verse 2, Let them stretch out your curtains. You think of the people in your life. Do you know, guys, you are allowed to influence them. Believers and non-believers alike, you are allowed to intentionally influence them and impart into their lives that culture, that climate into their life, what you set up in your life. You can pitch it at them. That environment of heaven, hope, healing, optimism, enthusiasm, passion, life. You can influence everyone. You don't have to be someone who's shy or shut down or limited. That's what the enemy wants from you. He wants to keep you quiet. He wants to keep you silent. He wants to keep you shut away. But if you can influence others, this is what will happen. They'll be like, well, thank you for that. That's incredible. I'm going to now stretch out those curtains slash culture. I'm going to stretch that out now as well. And if you can influence even just two people next year, 2018, for Christ, you watch what happens. That's what your life, your life will be meaningful. You start to influence them to carry those curtains, to even be an extension of Christ and what He's done in you and through you, and others will then carry that. I love it so much. The next one I just point out I wanted to highlight here. Is that it talks about do not spare? Do not spare. So my my next point is don't hold back anymore. Don't hold back. Are there some areas that you're holding back? Because if you don't hold back, Christ will be enlarged. Is it in praise and worship? Could you sing a little louder? Is it in prayer? Could you could you pray a little more fervently? Are you holding back in, in giving? Are you holding back in your relationships? Can you give a little bit more? What he's saying here is extend yourself. You can extend yourself. Think of some ways where the Holy Spirit is leading you to extend yourself, to lengthen those cords. Those cords, the speak speaker, the, the brotherhood, doing something together, pitching the tent wider as a team. Together, it's lengthening the cords. Let them, the curtains, carrying, you know what, Marty and Karen are championing here and the vision that has been set, carrying that culture out beyond these four walls. And, and uh, you know, extending ourselves, knowing that if we're connected here, we've got this incredible thing that we are building together. It becomes exponential. Some of you, I want to ask this question. Uh, you know, what are you building? Some of you have great opinions. And, you know, I, I've been in a place where I was, you know, very opinionated and, had some amazing Bible knowledge and stuff like that. But what was I building? Because when, it, when we ask the question, what are we building? It comes back to, who are you building with? Because the way that he's building his kingdom at this time is through the local church yeah. together. And that is that city set on a hill of light. That is that influence. And this building together, when we live this, I tell you what, it's not bondage. These cords that we're extending aren't chains and shackles that are holding us. This is an exciting, fun thing. We're running. We just want others to know we're running with that cord. The cords of love that will connect us all. The cords of fellowship and friendship, unity that brings about new uh, life and health, vitality. It's it's so good. My next point is to um, pitch pitch that with the stakes, strengthen the stakes. I've got a little stake here, Juliet lent me. I heard she had one because we were discussing that stakes are like convictions in the Supernatural School of Leadership. We're talking about how stakes are like values. And I want to encourage you this morning, what are your stakes? What are your convictions? Could you go a little further? Not saying, well, This is just what my family, how my family did church or, you know, how I've always done church or how the church down the road done church. Look into the New Testament. What is possible when we see the life that Paul was um, uh, encouraging throughout, you know, Turkey and uh, Israel? He was encouraging Jesus' communities to be those that, influence culture just in, in the most incredible ways and so I want to encourage you not to settle for normal don't limit your theology to what you've always just seen around you but extend yourself be like the really drive those biblical beliefs those convictions into the ground say well I'm not seeing it but I'm going to start to set it up in my life I'm going to set it into the ground aggressively and uh, Juliet. And I were joking about how there's a story in the Old Testament when the judges drove the tent peg through the guy's temple, you know, the enemy's temple. Yeah, cool. Um, and uh, so maybe you have to drive it through some strongholds in your mind. Drive it in and push it in. We need to get, we're not passive and we're not, you know, aggressive, but we can be assertive and say, I'm doing this thing for the kingdom of God. The time is now. You know, if the population is rising and the church is going to have an influence, then we can go bigger, my friends. We can think bigger. We can go beyond what, we, what we've known and, uh, and activate that with faith. Expand to the right and the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities inhabited. Speaking there, so good. I just want to invite the musicians up. Guys, I remember a time, um, I've been thinking about the time when I was in Waila. I loved living in Waila so much because I was a uh, teacher up there, PE teacher for four years and um, I was uh, really enjoying being able to spread who Jesus is through my life, you know, into my students and encourage the students and be someone who's enthusiastic and they called me Mr. Smiley, maybe not the best for behavior management, but uh, <laughs> I had a lot of fun up there, and I went to a church also in my first year, started as a youth leader, and half my care group, I had them from year eight to ten, came to my youth group, and the youth group grew, and I was just having so much fun doing that, and uh, the elders said, you know, you're like an evangelist, we want to keep you in the school, and they actually employed a youth pastor because of how big the youth group got and how great it was going. And I also was on the chaplaincy board as well. And uh, and I thought, well, actually, I feel that after four years, my time had come to an end to hand things over to that youth pastor. And to um, I was feeling this. I was feeling in enlar- I was feeling that Desire to be pregnant because I wanted to see more i I was craving that I was hungry I was so desiring that I really really wanted it guys, if you want to see if you want to see something you 've got to really really want it. Yeah. You think of athletes, you think of artists, you think of authors you think of business leaders i you think of even pastors in local churches. You've got to really, really want it. You can't be passive. You have to go after it. And sometimes that means doing stuff that when you don't feel like it. Sometimes it means sacrificial, spare nothing, spare no expense. Sometimes it means driving something, just ugh, every morning getting up. I'm going to drive those stakes in further and deeper into the ground. I'm not going to budge from what I believe is true and what is possible in my generation. And so, you know, I went to, my, the plan was to go to Bethel in Redding, California. And, um, and I met Louise in that time. And I felt that, you know, oh, you know, there's something that was stirring in me for Adelaide. And when I was over in Redding, California, Bill Johnson got up and he said, I've been away with all the revival leaders and we all agree that the nation ready for a great awakening is Australia. And when I was there, I was thinking, well, then what am I doing here then? (laughs) And so we went back and uh, I looked on the Internet, got a job in Port Augusta as a teacher, this time in a primary school. And uh, for a whole year, nothing much happened in ministry. I was feeling desolate, barren, a bit isolated. I was thinking, is something wrong with me? But still, I had that passion and hunger and desire, that, 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 that uh, just enthusiasm. And I go out into um, the national park there and I just begin to pray and sing and shout and go to a little gazebo and I just begin to see things in the spirit and have visions. And even there was one time a ranger that's like, sorry, mate, time to go now, you know. <laughs> um, but I wasn't seeing anything, but I, I didn't mind so much because I was, I was feeling Him, I was experiencing Him, I was, I, was, I was getting freed up, I was knowing Jesus more and more. But then by the end of the year, I, I thought, no, I want to see ministry. I've got to see something happen in my life. I, I know God's got something for me. And I went out into the uh, desert and I prayed and I said, Jesus, I, I just want to be a youth pastor. I said it, I spoke it out. And in that time, I also had this really supernatural experience Um, It was either that time or another one, just walking with him, feeling like something was about to happen, where this amazing aroma just came around me, and I became so close to Jesus. And I I knew that he was going to trust me with even more because he was trusted that I would never go past him, that I'll always keep him in the centre. So no matter how big things get or how large things get, or if he does give me an opportunity in ministry, that i always keep him in the centre that he will always be the one. And so it doesn't matter how big things get. It doesn't matter, you know, how famous you are. And, and that may or may not happen in a big way it, to any of us, but it doesn't matter. But I believe that even doing small things in a great way, in a powerful way, in a spirit of enlargement, a spirit of enthusiasm that you see things happen and you don't hold back and you live like you are God's superstar. Look up, Abraham. You live like you are the promised child, Isaac. You live like you're happy. And people are like, whoa, what, are you, what is going on with you? And there I was. And then it was this time um, uh, seven years ago. We walked in here and we we're just visiting. And then uh, we we're about to leave. And then Marty and Karen had a, uh, had a chat with us. We sat down and it felt like a job interview. And I think it was. But to look back and... You know, to my days in while when I was on the chaplaincy board, a youth leader and a teacher, now I'm doing all that and it's enlarged. Now I get to teach Christian studies. Now I get to be a youth pastor and see incredible things of young people. and, And now I'm a chaplain as well and all that's exploded and been enlarged. And it's not for the enlargement of Ryan Davis, it's for the enlargement of Christ and His extension. So guys, this morning, My encouragement to you is live bigger by thinking bigger. But before that, even believing bigger. Will you stand with me this morning? Let's look into the spirit realm this morning. So good. Freedom is what this dwelling place is about. Freedom, spreading the gospel to bring freedom to this generation, enlarging. We're at an epidemic of young people, one in three suffering from anxiety, Believe me, I know we're in an epidemic of young people, suicide, death, bondage to mental illness. The gospel is the answer. Yes. The bold, public, passionate, proclamation, enthusiastic, optimistic. Gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's not just the message. It's, it's us. It's who we are. and We've got to get free because we can only give away who we are. We can only reproduce what's been produced in us. And this morning, I feel like for those that really, really want to, there's a greater level of freedom and liberty that's going to happen within you. Holy Spirit, begin to move in this place. Holy Spirit, begin to open up visions and dreams.